everyday, ordinary people living extraordinary lives. For the next few minutes, join me as I introduce you to some of them. You got to come back and make sure that they understand that they're good and they understand that they are important in your life. I'm B. Moore, and welcome to Conversations. February is Black History Month. Valentine's Day is also celebrated in February. And what better way to celebrate both than by reading a romance novel that highlights love from a black perspective? And what better way for me to celebrate than to speak with the author of such a book, Hot Off the Press? Hello, everyone. My name is Carla Davis Luster. I am a new author of the book, The Woman Tells. I am a Chicago uh, native, born and raised in Chicago. Uh, I am a mother. I am also a wife, a mother, shall I say, uh, of two, uh, of actually five children, two biological, three stepchildren, and uh, married, uh, we, a dog, <laughs> also, I don't want to leave Romeo out, or, or Lexi, and uh, I am also an entrepreneur. I own a retail consignment shop. I also own a, a UPS store. Along with, uh, I have a clothing line called the KKZT Collection, and my new venture is this book, The Woman's Hells, wow. <laughs> and that's what we're about today. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, welcome to Conversations with B. Moore, uh, myself, Carla. It's, a, it's an honor to have you here, and I'm really very curious about this novel that you have just recently written, and we're just going to dive right in. It's called The Woman Tells. Um, give yeah. a little short synopsis of what the book is about, if you would, please. Basically, The Woman's House is uh, just a novel about a couple. And the book, The Woman's House, gives the perspectives from many points of view, shall I say. Within the book, uh, we just basically, I just uh, take it upon myself to uh, have each character explain their point of view. It's about a couple. They go through issues. And, you know... Uh, in handling the issues, they, they kind of make some decisions. And uh, I guess you, as a reader, will you know say, hey, what did they do? Did they do it right? Um, they make a decision, and both of them step out on each other. He grabs a, a, another a mistress, and she grabs a paramour, which is a French term for a, a male mistress. And I tell the story, you know, of the things that they go through. I also give uh, the vo- a voice to the other woman. She tells her side of the story. The other man tells his side. There's a baby mama. And then at the end, I kind of like bring it home with uh, just kind of, you know, uh, talking about accountability and responsibility. Everyone plays a role in whatever scenario or, or outcome that happens in a relationship. So that's uh, an overview without giving everything away. Sure. No, no, no. But that's great. I mean, it, it definitely sounds like a very intriguing um, story, if you will, and, and one that's very, uh, let's say, complicated story as well. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. You know, but there's something that you said, um, and, I, and, and me, uh, while I read some of your material, that I really want to explore what you hear. And one of the things that you mentioned is that black love is the most powerful and strongest love that two people could ever have. And I I just want to ask you, uh, why is that? Why is that the case? Well, and as I say in every interview, is that I don't take away from any other uh, race or any other 
combination of a couple in a ratio, you know, two Caucasian people married or whatever. Um, I just can only speak on, you know, what I've experienced and um, the things that I've seen with, you know, within uh, my observations. But I just say black love is that, you know, we've gone through so much. We've uh, had to overcome so much. We are constantly, you know, um, having to you know, work very hard to prove ourselves as worthy and prove ourselves as, um, you know, capable and competent of of delivering uh, whatever the scenario or or situation that you're in. And I think that because we're so, uh, we've had to do so much that that makes us strong people. And and when you get two of these people together and and you have that bond, I just think that, you know, I'll just say that love is universal. It's a universal language. Anybody can speak it. But um, speaking from that point of view, I just think that we share an ancestral uh, lineage. We we share different traditions and customs. And, you know, just uh, when we look at, you know, how we experience music together, you know, just it's, it's intangible. And when you get two people, you know, with a lot of similarities, I think the bond and then I guess, you know, I, I speak on black love, but I guess if you had that you know, same bond and the same like things in another culture, that would make that bond really good because you're able to identify there's not a lot of uh, loopholes and, and things you're trying to work through because you're trying to come to a, a happy medium or an understanding. It's already there because you, you understand where each other has come from. And so speaking from my perspective and who I am, I just really feel that, um, Black love is some of the strongest uh, love that you can have. Oh no, that's awesome. That's I think that's an interesting perspective, <laughs> and and I'm glad that you mentioned. I mean, I th- I do think that you know you see that love uh, transcended in other cultures and in other um, places um, uh-huh. where people do share the commonalities, uh, the likeness, where people are able to to find common ground if you will right. as a as a as a starting point absolutely and and you know you also mentioned that that black love is based on several principles and uh you know respect honor loyalty support and code and while i think most of the listeners uh can associate with what you mentioned you mentioned the the topic of code and I just want to talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by code specifically for black love? And, and that's funny because I get that question a lot. What do you mean by code? You know, so <laughs> uh, code is basically your operating principles, your rules, your your expectations, your standards for a relationship. I talk about that because uh, I think what's really important is to have things understood in a relationship and what you both are looking for when you're trying to establish uh, this 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 bond and I think people get away from I think what uh, relationships when they run into issues is that they don't communicate people are not upfront about what their true expectations are I think in the beginning everyone has on their um, their game face and their you know uh, they're on their best behaviors and stuff like that and as time go by, you start to really let your guard down when you are comfortable, more comfortable with a person. That's kind of a a general or typical type thing that happens. It may not happen in every situation and everything that I speak on, you know, like I say in the book, it it has a, uh, uh, it can, you know, have one, two, three or four different ways that the outcome could be. But 
I think the code is is that um, just setting some some guidelines and just letting your expectations be known for what you want in the relationship or out of relationship, or if you don't want anything, you're just looking for you know uh, just a friend or you know friend with benefits. That's uh, that's code. Just you know, and and when both of you have that understanding, not breaking that code, you know, and that's what I mean by that. Mm, interesting, interesting. <laughs> you know, and and I and I think about it, and. I don't know if you've ever been asked this question, but from a socioeconomics perspective, I mean, because now, you know, it's black culture, the black experience, let's say, is, uh-huh. is, is not a monolith. We've got many different places where we come from, many places where we go, many places that we experience. And do you believe that this this black love that, we, that we're talking about... Um, can can be experienced at all all different levels in all different ways or does does the code change or does does the strength change based on some of these other forces in terms of what what takes place outside of just the two people themselves i think the two people yes it absolutely can change because I, it changes because no two people are the same and then uh, no two couples may uh, are not totally or 100 percent the same so your code and your uh, your level of black love and how you write that black love depends on the two people that are interacting together. So I think that you you are the author. You're the authors of that relationship. You are the authors of what that code would look like. And maybe you don't have a code at all. Maybe you have a relationship and, and your code is, it doesn't have to be with principles, standards, and rules and morals. It could be that our code is that we just do whatever, you know, we want to do. <laughs> okay. But you're writing that code. And, 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 and you understand that love. That's your love. That's your love. You know, so I don't uh, just prohibit. I mean, just it's not just uh, centered just with, you know, the things that I say. That's what may work for me and may work for other people. But you have to do what works for you. And your code is what you are comfortable with and what uh, what are your boundaries? What are your expectations? And what are your deal breakers? So, so let's talk a little bit about the the the, the meat of the book in, in terms of the plot and the characters. How did you obtain the background to do such an array of characters and an array of perspectives of those characters? Uh, with an array of information, I will say. Um, I interviewed a few people, you know, a few couples. Um, I've been around, you know, just relationships in general all my life, you know, from my family to my friends to just, um, you know, just being just the different things I've done. I've, I've uh, just had the opportunity to observe a lot of relationships. And then like, uh, like for the book, I did uh, sit down and talk to, you know, several couples to, you know, just ask, you know, how do you know, what are the things that keep your relationship going? Have you experienced any, um, you know, um, any, you know, things that cause you guys to separate or anything, you know, whatever you want, you know, they were willing to share, you know, because sometimes, you know, people are not really to share their, you know, their inner, inner stuff that happened. But uh, just collect, you know, collectively from uh, that information, just relationships that I've had and and when I talk, uh, I'll go back to the black love thing. I mean, I'm not just saying that black love is the only love you can have because, you know, uh, prior to marriage, I dated interracially myself. So I can 
speak on both, you know, both levels because I've actually experienced it myself. So it's not just, you know, what I'm guessing at or whatever. I'm, I'm talking from my experiences, other people's experiences. But the book, uh, per se, is ba- uh, built up of a lot of different points of views of relationships. And uh, when I decided to write on relationships and just as, you know, the couple, it was out of fun or whatever else, I, I decided because I was trying to... Um, I went back and forth for the night. I was just going to write totally about my life, you know, as a little girl and write all the way through to right now. But I said, no, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to write on a topic where it could possibly be controversial. It could possibly be, you know, something that people can start talking about. People would like it. People would be entertained because the book doesn't just talk about uh, just relationships in general. It does have like some, uh, several uh, intimate scenes that are in there that, uh, some of the people and my editors that read it, they're like, we've got a little bit of Fifty Shades of Grey going on in here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's more than just, you know, talking about relationships and who, you know, had fought at this or whatever else. It, it gives you a little entertainment and a little, like, let me get a glass of wine and read this, you know. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's got a little bit of everything going on. Okay. Okay. A little, little juicy. A little something going on. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. No, that's good though. I mean, that that's an element that's that you know that makes people uh, want to read. You know, they want that. They want to. They want the the for for lack of a better term, they want the full experience. You know uh-huh. that a novel can provide. So a good novel does that. So it sounds like there's there's some good reading to be had there. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. And you did mention that you, you know, because that was actually my other question. It was, were you able to put some of your own experience into into this novel? And it sounds like you has. But do, would you care to elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, I don't want to give it away, you know, and I, I don't want to tell specifically what's mine. But yeah, I will say that my experiences is probably the least amount in there, you know. Um. I, I definitely, when I start to, uh, in the book, I do, you know, talk to women. I said, you know, what you did to get the guy, you got to do it to keep the guy. You know, you know, if you, when you met him, you had on a Harvey Leger dress and you had on red bottoms, your hair was whipped, you know, and I'm talking about that, you know, Gucci. I am uh, a stylist. So that part, when I'm saying that, I'm, I'm kind of talking about me, you know? Okay. 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 <laughs> you know? Fashion sense, I'm like kind of, you know, definitely the fashion sense and a few things. And I won't give it away because I, I kind of throw fashion and um, you know, just think even talking to the husband or whatever else. Those things are, are being pulled from me, you know. But uh, some of the, and I do say in the press release that I had to embellish some of the stories. The embellishment did, um, uh, I don't know, maybe not so much, but uh, the embellishment came more into in the intimate scenes maybe the settings or whatever else but some of the full details you know i was kind of told some full details not and and the book here does not give any does not name any characters no one in a book you will know their name okay 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 i think i did read that fine print that said there was no associations with anybody any persons living living or dead or <laughs> yeah. I know that's right. Oh my goodness! I'm so scary. I'll take off run. You gotta catch me. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Wow. That's no. I, I hear you. Well, Carla, you know, um, the the novel 
you know, I, I found this to be a unique aspect of, of the novel that you write because not many novels do this in, in that you're not only telling the actions of the characters, but you also give space to give explanation to the how come, the why that they're doing what, they're, what, what they do. Now, my first part of this question has to do with just the notion of could there be more than one possible reason, more than one possible rationale uh, behind maybe the actions that you're explaining in, in, in you know, different pieces and different parts of your book? Yes. Um, the rationale behind it and the reason is because I don't like to look at something one-sided. I want to know all the... I'm, I'm one, if I'm going to look at something and I'm going to get information and, or whatever, I want to know all sides, be it good, bad, or indifferent, I need all the information in order to really make a true, and that's like, you know, if you're a judge on, on a, you know, like judging a case, you should, you got to have all the sides and then you're able to make the best, you know, decision on what the outcome is going to be, <laughs> what I guess the punishment is going to be when you speak of a judge, but um, I, I wanted to just not, like, take, for instance, the other woman um, and the other man. Normally, when you hear that, it's like, oh, they're homewreckers, you know, I gave each one of them their chapter, and they start off talking, you know, they're, they're talking, and, and, and the book is, like, all hypothetical, and it starts off, like, if I were the other man, I would, you know, and then he goes on and he tells his story, and, or if I were the other woman, I would wake up and do this, you know, um, and I wanted to give a different perspective that they just didn't wake up and say, I'm just going to go, you know, like, rendezvous with somebody's man or somebody's wife, uh, here's what happened in my life, be it... You know, it's not the, you know, it wasn't a good decision to do that because it's never, you know, it, you know, that decision, you know, how it's looked upon. But here is how I got to uh, the way that I am. And this is what happened in my life. So I try to, you know, give them, you know, allow them to tell their story. And then some people may say, okay, I see it. I mean, it's, it's not a good decision, but I, I, you're not just, you didn't wake up just being a bad person. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's that's awesome, though. I think you know, yeah. They're, 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 everybody has a story. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's the basis of, actually of of my my business. Uh, uh, more about you is that everybody has a story to tell, and everybody has a, a a background, you know, a context. You know, something happened to them along the way that maybe either propelled them into either greatness or despair. You know, uh -huh. so yeah, uh -huh. definitely, definitely. No, I, I can definitely relate to what you're saying. And for those of you listening, if you just joined us, welcome to Conversations with B. Moore. I'm your host, and my guest for today is Carla Davis Luster. She is the author of a new novel called The Woman Tells. So, you know, um, many black couples in today's society, uh -huh. um, you know, seem to be at odds with one another. I mean, you know, and, and I didn't look up the statistics on divorce rates or, you know, any of those, that type of information. But, but we know that there's a lot of, there, there can be a lot of friction when we talk about black love and a lot of different perspectives from a male perspective and a female perspective. But growing up, I, I was able to be in, Let's, shall we say, some conversations among women that talked about where are the men. You ever, uh -huh. you, you ever been in one of those conversations, Carla, the, the where are the men <laughs> conversations? Yes, of course I have. 
Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I, I I would figure you probably have, but you know I've also been in some some men conversations that you know conversely talk about where are the women or you know um, similar type of conversations from a male perspective. But my question to you though has to do with you know with this you know this disconnect between the two, and the first part of my question is where do where do men miss it in your humble opinion? Where do they miss it? Um, and, and, think- and before you answer that, <laughs> and before you answer that, my very quick follow-up question will be, where do the women miss it as well? Okay. You probably miss it in the same spot. But <laughs> <laughs> I think, <sighs> this is tough. Um, I think that men miss it by, they have to, Listen, it depends on what type of woman that you have. Some are straightforward. Some are, you know, beat around the bush. And then some leave you hints. You know, um, I think the communication part. You know, most men, you know, when it gets a little from uh, just from my perspective, sometimes they, they don't want to do the confrontational, you know, thing. When a woman starts talking and going yapping or whatever else, shall I say, you know, men, you know, whatever they say, uh, they kind of tune them out. They're not listening. But I think if they, you know, sat down and said, you know, hey, let's, let's have a civil conversation. I need you to tell me what it is that you actually want from me. What are the things in your words that I'm not doing that you would like for me to do. Hi, I'm Brian Moore, owner of More About You, the producer of Conversations with yours truly, Be More. First, I'd like to thank you for listening to our program. But secondly, I'd like to call something to your attention. Just like my guest, I believe that many of you listening have incredible life stories to share. You see, More About You was started on the simple belief that everyone, and I mean everyone, has a story to tell. Unfortunately, many of those stories are lost and never shared nor passed down to future generations. More About You can help preserve those personal tales in ways that can be enjoyed in the present and also used to educate in the future. I invite you to go to my website, www.moreaboutyou.com, to see how I've done this for others. And you can call me at 315-391-5937 to discuss how I can do the same for you. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Now, back to conversations. And and I think that sometimes, it it just depends on the couple. I I think they need to um, consider feelings. They need to make sure that they, whatever, if they're a busy person, a guy that travels or whatever else, they need to set aside that special time for their mate. You know, they need to make them feel special. They need to make them feel included. And sometimes, you know, you get so busy and, and doing what you do. Oh, she, you know, I've been with her for years. She good. You know, you got to come back and make sure that they understand that they're good and they understand that they are important in your life. You know, so the biggest thing I would say communication, I would say communication on both parts because not only do I say that the men uh, possibly may not listen or they, you know, they kind of tune the woman out when she's like, you know, kind of going off or whatever. So shall I say the woman doesn't listen to the man when he's telling her, hey, you know, uh, when I met you, you was doing this and cooking and doing all this kind of stuff. But now, you know, I come home to a dirty house and all of this is kind of in the book, you know, come home, 
know, you you uh, you did all of this stuff to get to get me, and now you're not doing any of it. So once again, I think if both sides communicated what their expectation was, and I'm bringing it back to the expectations, communicating your deal breakers, what you want to see out of relationship, be it time, be it you know, um, I want to make sure that we are eating together once a week, whatever that is. You need to state that up front. I will say communication on both sides. Okay. All righty. You know, as, as you were talking, I was just thinking about this, the, the resiliency in black relationships and, and black couples. Do you think that black couples are more resilient maybe than other couples? Or or what are your thoughts about resiliency just within within that specific couple type? I think that's universal. I don't think that is exclusive to how well you bounce back um, being as far as a black couple, Caucasian couple, interracial couple. I think it's what the person, the individuals that are in that relationship when they go through it, how much they are willing to take and what are their deal, deal breakers. So that's not exclusive to us. That's just a person, you know, hey, my deal breaker could be uh, you can take the garbage out as well as yours could be you know, hey, I can talk to you a little bit more if you did slip up and, and had a mistress and I found out about it, you know, as long as you're able to, you know, get me to trust you again, I'm willing to stay and try to work on it and go through counseling. It just depends on your level of tolerance. Mm. And that is not exclusive to one race. Okay. 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 So back to the book overall, what are you hoping uh, that readers... Uh, what receive what what are you hoping that people will get out of reading your book what, what are you hoping that will be some of the takeaways um, basically some of the takeaways would be that um, and I guess I keep repeating it that everyone has every scenario has uh, the potential to have several different outcomes it depends on how you handle it and what you decide to do is what the outcome is going to be the two of you um, I, I would take, uh, want them to take away that communication in a relationship is very important and just know that things that happen in a relationship, everybody has, uh, has a part in it. I mean, everyone has contributed to it. Even if you're, you're quiet and never say anything, you're contributing to it because you're not really speaking up to say what it is that you want or what you mean or what you, you know, would like out of the relationship. So accountability, responsibility, and communication, I would look, say, please make sure that those are things that you do bring uh, forth in your relationships because they're very important. That's, that's great words of advice. Definitely, definitely great words of advice. What was your, you know, because you mentioned that you're married and, you know, uh -huh. you have a family and, um, you know, you guys have been established. What was your husband's reaction to the book when you first wrote it? Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for that question. Um, well, my husband has like just skipped through different parts. He just said it. Uh, his answer has been: uh, She's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's very intelligent. She wrote a book. It's about couples, and you know that's what it is. He's like, it's, it's good reading. Okay. <laughs> He's very, like, to the point, you know, uh, very, like, nonchalant. You know? Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what if someone asks, and I did it. I'm like, what if someone asks him? He's like, I'm just going to tell you. My wife wrote a book. You know, she, um, you know, 
You know, it's about relationships and, and, and uh, situations. Read it. Maybe you'll learn something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's very funny. Very okay. funny. So I'm like, you know what? I hope they don't ask you because, you know, <laughs> that is not an appropriate answer. You know, so we've gone back and forth. He's picked up, scammed through it or whatever else, and he's off to his next thing and, and, and running his company. So oh. that's where that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You sound you guys sound like a real couple there. <laughs> exactly, right? You know? <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's 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 real talk right there. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean He's also not a reader, so you know, it's like tying him down to do something like consistently like, I mean he reads possibly business books or whatever. If it's not his thing, it's not his thing. If it, if it's not his thing, he's off to the next, you know, his thing. That's that's the way it is. Okay, okay. Well, no, but that's 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 great. I mean, so I want to go just a little bit back to kind of after you wrote the book and and the process that you had to go through and getting it published. Tell the listeners a little bit about what that was like. I'm actually self-publishing. Um, just going through the entire process. I will tell you that I got. I had to, from the beginning, I, you know, I started to write the book or whatever, and I kept put, I would put it down, you know, working on other projects and wouldn't go back to it for a couple months. So this book has been taking me like a, a year and a half, maybe a year and a half, two years to write. However, during COVID, I got a little bit more time because, you know, obviously business kind of slowed down in different areas, not stopped, but slowed down and gave me the opportunity to uh, have a little bit more time. And what I have to do, had to do is uh, I had to be definitely organized and dedicated to pause. And I had to manage my time very effectively because I, I do have a lot of things going on. And the time that I set to write, I, I stuck to that. You know, if I had it set to write, from five to eight, that's what I did. Five to eight, I was writing, and uh, that's what it was. Uh, then once I got it written, before I sent it over to uh, my my main editors, I had some friends that are uh, very uh, are, that are professionals. Uh, one was a teacher. One actually uh, reads and um, edits for lawyers, and then another one uh, he he's a He's kind of a professor as well. I had them read through it, you know, so it was at every stage I was trying to make sure that I was, you know, crossing my T's and dotting my I's. And then, therefore, I sent it to uh, my higher editors, outside editors to go through it and put it together, put the layout or whatever else um, in there. I hired a, uh, a graphic artist that I already do business with. Uh, she did the cover. The person that's on the cover, the young lady with the tear, mm -hmm. people were asking me, was she a kid? I'm like, no, she's not. Like I said, if she looked that young, she's not a kid. Actually, my hairstyle. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, she she does look young. I and I, but you know, I'm looking at that. Yeah, I'm looking like, no, that is not a kid. That's a thirty-something year old woman. Like that's on the book. I didn't think about it like that. You know, it's just. I was going, when I was trying to decide on the cover, I was going through uh, various, I had this, I'm going to do this on the cover, this, and then I ran across this one young lady. She was absolutely striking. It was the look that she had on her face. It was very, uh, I don't know, it was just a, a blank kind of look. And I said, you know, I like that look and I just want to add a tear or whatever. And I said, but I can't use this photo because, you know, you have to go through getting, you know, rights and, uh, you know, all that stuff. So I said, you know, I'll just find someone that I know that looks that I think that can look close to that look and it was my hairstylist so she's the model on there so I went through all of that phase and um and self-publishing and Amazon um will be uh does the print will be doing the print for me so everything is kind of like 
I did it myself, and I'm self-published for this one. Okay, okay, no, but that's awesome. I mean, it's, 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 it's a process, and it sounds like you had a, a, a real good team of individuals, uh-huh. not just yourself, but, you know, just a full team. Uh, that you were surrounded by and, and bringing this book, uh, birthing this book, if you will, uh, to fruition. So that's awesome. Uh, Can I say something else, Brian? Is absolutely. That, uh, the other thing that I had, I mean, I had a fun time doing. I have a 30-second clip that's on my website, www.thewomantells.com. Um, also, you can purchase the book from there. However, I have a 30-second movie clip because, you know, my hopes of uh, hopefully maybe in the future it will become a movie. But um, two of my friends that are, one is an actress and an actor, they uh, agreed to do it for me. And I wrote, like, I took parts out of the book and wrote it into, like, a script. And they are out there and they go through a scenario. So it kind of gives you a gist of how the book is going to go as well. There's also a free download um, I released the sneak peek last year, which is 16 pages, kind of an overview. It, it has uh, an overview, 16 pages, but it's like four uh, four uh, chapters broken up. It talks about, you know, uh, it gives a, a beginning. It talks a little bit about the other man or whatever else. So that'll give you a little bit about the book as well. If you wanted to, you know, read read that portion to, you know, make a determination, you know, hopefully you will go ahead and purchase it. And it will be available uh, on ebook, Audible as well. But check out the movie clip. I think that's the coolest part that's on the website. Okay, I will have to. I, I saw it and I wanted to see it, so I'm going to have to go back and, and take a look at that. I, I didn't realize the context that it was in, but now, uh-huh. that I, now that I know the context that it's in, I definitely have to take a look back at that. So is it also available as an audio book in terms of, I, and I don't know how audiobooks work. And, and is it available in different languages? Um, I have not. It, it will be. I'm, I'm looking into um, definitely Spanish. Um, I haven't, you know, gotten that far. But I, I definitely know that I will try to uh, do different languages. And a friend of mine, I'm supposed to, it's funny you should say that, sit down and, and talk to him because he's an author. And he did... Uh, he has his books, and they've been translated into different languages and stuff. And I just, you know, we're going to talk about that process. You know, I'm just, I was just trying to get it launched, and then, you know, I will make it available, hopefully, in different languages as well. No, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's great. That's great. So, uh, it sounds like, and, and yes, as you think about the concept, I, I immediately thought about the whole notion of the possibility of you know this being you know made into a movie i actually um have interviewed an author that he wrote a book and his his book is being made into to a movie um you know i believe futuristically um they're in the process of i don't know all of the details but i know that it's, it's something in the works and that's that this very possible because the storyline is just so good and this has you know just the basis of the storyline in terms of all of the different perspectives and really kind of coming at it from a different way of storytelling i think is also you know i think it's a unique way of storytelling you don't you don't yeah. get to see that uh very often so yeah there's a lot of potential there and, and then just the subject matter itself uh, is 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 <laughs> it draws it is definitely a draw. <laughs> definitely. Yes, yes. Let me on the subject matter. Let me read you one line and just throw this out there. So if they're listening, I um I do a, a I think a fifteen second like I, I read passages from the uh my book 
and I um, it's on Facebook, it'll be on Instagram, and so people can check it out. But one of the lines I do is reminiscing on one of the of our encounters. We spent an afternoon and evening together. Our experience from the tub to the bed lasted about four hours. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that out there. Maybe that makes somebody go buy the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to sip on my, my vitamin water here. <laughs> That's good. Go more, go buy the book at thewomanfell.com. <laughs> awesome. No, that's great. That's great. So, so you know, Carla, um, any, you know, you've done one, you, you've done this, this one novel. Is there plans for future novels, thoughts or ideas for future novels? Yes, I plan to, uh, I'm trying to, I'm deciding how I'm going to uh, go at it, but I do want to write a sequel to this one and uh, possibly make it a series, a, a four book. I was thinking maybe a, a three or four book series on this would be kind of cool. I could, uh, and if I did that, I would have the opportunity to just elaborate on each character, giving them their own book. You know, this one kicked it off and introduced them. The sequels would just kind of like, you know, carry it out and finish out their story individually. <clears throat> nice, nice, awesome, awesome. Well, <laughs> I, I I look forward to I, I look forward to to this one. And maybe I could get an autographed copy, maybe, maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I am just so grateful that you uh, allowed me the opportunity to come on your show. Thank you so much, Mr. Moore. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Our guest has been Carla Davis Luster. Uh, she's an author of a new novel called The Woman Tells. And Carla, just if you would, uh, for our listeners, how can they access the book? You can purchase it off of my website which is uh com. along uh on my website you can also once again partake in a 30 second clip movie clip that's out there that's uh very entertaining very fun and then there is also a free download uh, uh on my website as well and i am also on amazon uh you can get me on Amazon.com. And the book will be available in the, within the next several weeks on uh, Audible Books, eBooks, or whatever. You'll be able to purchase it that way. And um, I, I look forward to it. I also have a journal um, that's out there. And there's a journal in back of the uh, inside of the book that's kind of like a, a gift that's been put inside of the book as well. You know, if you take some notes, some, some self-reflection notes or something like that. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Wow. Well, Carla, I I wish you, you know, I just wish you the very best in, the, in this venture in terms of this novel and whatever it blooms and blossoms into beyond just the novel itself and in all of your writings. I, I, I wish you the very best. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Conversations is a production of More About You. Join us next time.